So there's a guy that lived in the late 1500s, and his name was Francis Drake. Anybody ever heard of Francis Drake? I know, I, you know, I, I, maybe you learned about him in school. Well, this guy was a navigator. He sailed his ship across the ocean, and he was actually one of the premier guys, you know, navigator adventurers of his time, and he, he, um, he wrote this prayer before, before he embarked, before they went out on this one of his long treks across the ocean, he, he, he wrote something that I think is very great, actually. Um, now, I'll tell you, we're going to read it. We're going to read the prayer that he wrote, and we want to let you know that it's, uh, it's not exactly the way we talk today. And so I get it. I already understand that he, he has a, his wording is a little different than we use today. It's in English, don't worry. But he, he talks kind of old school. But it's, I'm amazed that so many years ago, hundreds of years ago, there's this guy that realized something that I've realized in my, my own life today. And it, so it makes me feel not too bad because other people have gone through the same things that I go through, the same things that you go through. And so let's take a look at his prayer and be honest with you. I think we could probably, in talking about dreams from God, I, I think we could probably just read this prayer and go home. If we would all just take this to heart, then that would probably be enough for the next today and the next three weeks. Well, um, just so that you don't feel you were shortchanged, I'm going to give you a little more than that, though. Okay, so let's start out by reading. This is Francis Drake writing a prayer, and I want you to take this, let it sink in, really take it to heart. Disturb us, Lord, when we're too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we've arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. So before we, there's more, but before we, we go on, I want you to catch what he's saying. He's saying, God, I want you to jack up my life. I want you to just, just like throw a wrench into things here. Disturb us. Most of the time, we don't pray like this. Even in, in, in today's, the way we talk today, we don't, none of us would say, God, would you just mess my life up today? We don't do that. What do we do? God, will you please save me from this? Will you fix me? And those are okay. It's okay. I mean, when we need help, we need help. But how, how few times have, I'll talk about me, have I said, God, disturb me? Well, not until I read this, actually. But um, disturb us, Lord, when we've dreamed too little. That's big. That's huge. Let's keep going on. The next, the next part of this prayer. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, all the stuff we got, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. God messed things up again. When, when, when I've lost my thirst for life, I need you to kick me in the pants. Let's go on a little further. I really love this part. Disturb us, Lord, not this part, but disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wilder seas where storms will show your mastery. He's like, God, take me into some storms. 
Take me into places that are too big for me to handle, where only your mastery of the waves and your mastery of things can I even succeed. That's what he's saying. God, throw me into things that are too big for me. We're losing sight of land. We shall find the stars. I'm, I, I, I want to find the stars, but apparently he's got a handle on it here. We don't find the stars till we lose sight of the land. Just, just, think, just think if you're praying this to God. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes, make it harder to get there, and push back the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. This we ask in the name of our captain, who is Jesus Christ. Now, I can find myself in this prayer. And don't worry, you're not gonna have to, you don't have to memorize it. You have it in, if you grab the notes out there, you have it. If not, you've got it in the app. And then just in case uh, you, you were just completely rebellious and don't wanna do either one of those, we're gonna give you for free on your way out today a card that has this prayer on it. So don't worry, we got you covered. And you'll be able to grab one on your way out and at least read it and put yourself in it once a day during this series. And it, you just watch and see how, how, how God moves and how it touches your life. So, I, but like I said, I can find myself in this prayer. Um, at different times in my life, I've dreamed too little. Things are okay. It doesn't mean things are horrible, but I dreamed too little. Didn't want to risk. Didn't want to, you know, kind of put myself out there. There's been times where I ignored dreams from God, and the only dreams that I allowed myself to grab hold of were those selfish kind. Does any, is anybody with me? Those dreams where you know, it was all about me and those selfish things about you know, the things that I want, which it's okay, it's okay to want stuff, but there's been times where God had a bigger dream, but I've ignored it, a dream too Little. Now, the question is, how about you? Can you find yourself in this prayer? Have you dreamed too little in your life? Have you lost your thirst for actually living? You know, you've heard the saying, right? Everybody dies, but not everybody lives. Has that been you? And, and if it has, if the answer is yes, don't feel bad. I'm not, I'm not in here to make anybody feel horrible or bad or anything like that. As you saw in the little video, it happens to everybody. All of us have been through a place in life where we quit dreaming or we dream too little or we, we only had selfish dreams. We've all been in these places. So you're in, we're all in the same boat here. But the good news is God has an answer for those things. And so if you can find yourself in the prayer, you're in exactly the right place today. And we're going to get this all rolling with the three things about dreams that, that we want to talk about briefly this morning. And, and the first one, we're just going to jump right in. The first one is this. Um, it is life-sucking to not dream. When you and I aren't dreaming, it sucks the life right out of you. And, and let me show you an example of what I'm talking about. We're going to read just a, a little piece uh, out of a story that Jesus told that we, we find in the Bible in Luke chapter 19. And here, here's what happens in this story. There's a king, and he has some servants, some people that work for him. And as you read the Bible and you go through things, we 100% believe Jesus is 
he's describing God as the king and me and you as these, these people that are his servants. Okay, so you kind of put yourself in this story. And th- this king took three different piles of money, and I'm paraphrasing, and he gave it to these three guys. Here's this one's for you, and a little bit smaller stack for this one, and a little bit smaller stack for this one. And he said, look, guys, I'm going to be leaving, and I'm going away for a little while. So while I'm gone, I want you to invest this. I want you to do something with it. You know, use this money I'm giving you to make some more money. He was asking them to dream. Dream of ways you can, you can do something with it. So he left. And he was gone for a long time. And when he came, you know, time passes, and he came back and he called these three guys in. He says, hey, I need you to tell me, how, how'd you do? What, what happened with those stacks of money I gave you? And the first guy came in, the guy he had given the biggest stack. And the guy says, man, I... I just went for it. You gave me that stack, and I, I just, I put it all on the line. I went out there, and I, I ended up doubling what you gave me because I risked it. And so the king's like, man, amazing job, fantastic job. I mean, you, you got it. You know, you, you understand what I was telling you. The next guy, come, his stack of money was a little smaller to start with, and he said, I did the same thing. I came out there and I risked it. I dreamed of ways to make this money work and how I could, how I could earn money with it. I put it to use. I, I went out there. I worked hard and I doubled what you gave me. And the king's like, that's amazing. You are an amazing, an amazing servant. I'm so glad that you're a part of what's going on here. The third guy, the guy who'd been given the small amount, he came in and he said, um, well, I knew, Mr. King, I knew that you were a, a tough businessman, and I knew that you, you know, money was important to you, and I didn't want to lose anything you gave me. So what I did was I took this and I hid it. I didn't let anybody see it. I didn't let anybody touch it. I didn't risk one dime. I kept it all safe. Here it is. It's back to you just as pristine as when you gave it to me originally. And the king looked at him, and he called him an evil servant. He said, what the heck? What are you doing? Take the money. He told the other, you know, like the guards there with the big old spear. I don't know what they had. But he said, take that money away from him and give it to the guy who had more. And you get out. Now, that's, that's kind of tough. I mean, really? And so some people asked a little bit about this. People standing around asked about the extreme action that this king just took. And here is the reply, Luke 19, 26. The one who does not use what he has will have everything taken away from him. This is a huge scripture in the Bible. The one that doesn't use what he has is going to have everything taken away. So let me, to paraphrase that, the one that refused to risk, the one that refused to dream, the one that refused to take what he was entrusted with and actually put it to work is going to lose it. Failing to dream, avoiding dreams, 
talking about things from God. Ignoring dreams, it pulls life away from me and you because we were made to dream. I believe with all my heart, we were made to dream big dreams from God. And I, re- I actually think it's heartbreaking to God when you and I hide our gifts, we hide the things that God's given us to work with, and we quit dreaming. We just go along through life really close to the shore because it's easy and simple, and it feels good, and it's comfortable, and we, we don't dream. We don't try to find the stars. So disturb us, Lord, when we've dreamed too little. Second thing about dream, first one was it, it sucks your life away when you don't dream. But the next thing, yeah, I bet you can figure this one out, it is life-giving to dream. It actually puts life into you when you and I will grab hold of dreams from God. While this king that we're talking about, while he was throwing the, help, the evil servant out, and it, that just, I had to go back and read this several times, and actually Ed and I were going over it together, and I'm like, good night. They just called him an evil servant. All he did was just protect stuff. He didn't really do anything bad, but he was called evil. I was like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. But I'm afraid maybe I've dreamed too little sometimes. People, again, they ask the king, why, why did you take the money from the guy that had very little and give it to the guy that had more than enough? The guy that, he, he had the biggest stack of money, he doubled it. He had a lot to work with now. And the, they, he, God, the, the, the king took away from that young, the other guy said, you get out. He handed the other, the other guy that didn't really need it more. Doesn't really seem to make sense other than the principle of God makes sense. When you risk, and as a matter of fact, the king replied in the same verse, Luke 19, 26, risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. You and I were made to dream. We were made to risk. We were made to put things on the line and say, I'm going to give it a shot. When it's a dream from God in our heart, you and I were made to dream and reach for the stars. We were made to dream big dreams from God, and when we do it, he gets involved. He gets involved with the dreams because if you, ca- if you remember the prayer, uh, Drake was saying, God, make me have to go out there so far that you're the only way I'm going to survive, that you're the only one that's going to be able to master the storm that, you're, that I'm getting thrown into here. God gets involved when we grab hold of a dream from him and we're willing to go with it. Um, Ignite Church itself started as a dream from God. You know, what would it be like if we joined two churches together and then, then we led it, you know, together? What, what would it be like? And, and just to be honest, there were risks. There was risk involved in this. There was plenty of un- questions that we didn't really know the answer to. There were, there were things you know, going through our mind. There was uncertainty and there were no guarantees, but we decided, okay, we believe this is a dream from God, so we're going to grab it. We'll risk it. So Ed and I, the elders of the churches, we decided let's risk everything. We're going to risk it all. Let's go. And we jumped out. And fast forward to today, because of that, 
it's been life-giving. And what's happened is it's been life-giving to me. It's been life-giving to, to you guys here. I'm so thankful. And it only worked because of God, but he was looking for somebody to dream. Now, here's the, so let, let me restate. It is life-giving to dream. One more thing about dreams. God has dreams too. You ever thought about the fact that God might have dreams? And during this series, there, there's one time we're gonna talk about an actual, you know, while I'm asleep dream. Those kind, a lot of those are just, you know, you've heard it before, what you ate the night before. Might not have really been God, that dream you had. My wife has woke, she like woke up in the morning with me, angry at me because of what she dreamed. I'm like, wait, I... <laughs> I wasn't even, wait, you were dreaming, you know. So those might not be from God, and some, but sometimes he can talk to you as you literally laid asleep and dream. Other times we're talking about dreams in your heart, things that God places in your heart. Well, God himself has dreams, and I wanna show you uh, one of his biggest dreams. Here's the story. There's this guy, his name was Solomon. This is a true story. His name is Solomon. He was the king of Israel. His dad's name was David, who was the king before him. Okay, we're talking a long time ago. And Solomon has just finished building this massive uh, temple, this place to worship God. Very beautiful, very, you know, a thing that only a king would even be able to afford to do. So he built this amazing thing, and they're out there, him and a lot of people are out there just kind of like, man, we got it, we did it. You know, it's all, we finished it, this amazing place. And Solomon repeats and tells the people something that God had told his father years before. Now, his father's the one that dreamed up making this, uh, this temple. His father's the one that kind of designed and started the process, but Solomon is the one that got it all together and finished it, got it, put it together and did it. So they're standing there looking at it, and Solomon, again, is repeating something God told his father. First Kings verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 16, from the day I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I've never chosen a city among any of the tribes of Israel as a place where a temple should be built to honor my name. I've never, never, never chosen a place, but I've chosen David to be king over my people, Israel. Now, don't try to figure out anything, but just listen carefully. God's dream, then and today, God's dream wasn't a city. His dream wasn't some building, not even some church, not, not some temple. That really wasn't God's, God's dream himself. God's dream was a person and the unique desires inside that person. God's dream was to see David do what he was born to do, be what he was born to be, and then that passed on to Solomon and, and just on down the line. This person, David, allowed himself to dream a dream from God. So it's, you see two things are happening at once. David allows himself to dream, and God says, David, you're my dream. Because he did this, because he allowed himself to dream, this guy David wrote a part of the history of an entire nation. And it's because he dreamed, God joined with the dream, and that happened. Now later, they built this, te- this temple, but the temple really wasn't God's dream. It was a great thing that they did, and it was all good, but the dream from God's dream was people. And those dreams kept perpetuating through more people. So I want, I want you to grab hold of something this morning that you 
like, like you, like whatever seat you're in, you are God's dream. It's not a thing or a place. It's not really, God's dream isn't really something that you're going to accomplish necessarily. You becoming who he made you to be, that's God's dream. You are God's dream. And if you and I will embrace the fact that God's chosen us, like, I, I've been chosen. God's chosen me. He's chosen you. Everybody has, I mean, God, if you're in here, if you can hear me, God, God's chosen you. And if we'll latch on to the dreams from God, we can write history with them. History of our families. History of our, our communities, our, our towns, our church, our country. God wants, God's dream is for you to grab hold of dreams that he puts in your heart. And he wants to join with you to make them happen. This is huge. This is why we start out with, you know, God messes up when we've dreamed too little. Because I would bet you God's dreams are a lot bigger than things that we've, we think of on a normal day-to-day basis. So, I very, with all my heart, I want to tell you, it's time for us to dream again. It's time for me and you to dream, big dreams from God, to accept that he's chosen it. Let, us, let, let God's dreams be in your heart. And so when we're talking about Ignite Church and, and forming, you know, joining these churches together, to be honest, um, I fought that dream a little bit to start with. I'm like, eh, this is going to be work. I mean, people may or may not like it. Um, I may or may not get along with Edward. Um, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I want to go through the trouble of figuring this out and the risk. I mean, my whole, for me, my whole livelihood's at risk. Every, everything, everything's up in the air. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to figure out who's in charge. That was really the biggest, the biggest thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'll figure that out. I could just, I'm doing okay <laughs> where I'm at. Why do I need to dream bigger? But luckily... We let God's dream loose in our lives, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful, so thankful we did. So uh, I think it's time for you and me to dream, to dream again. Maybe pick up a dream that you let go that was from God. So how long has it been since you dreamed big? How long? I don't know. It could have been this morning, or it could have been yesterday. Maybe it was last month. Those are fantastic. What if, what if it was a few years ago was the last time you actually dreamed big? We're willing to, let, let's, let's, let's put it on the line. Let's dream. For some of us, maybe never. But again, if that's you, you're in the right place because you can start dreaming today. Now, as we do that, sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we're not sure if a dream we have in our heart is really from God or not. So I want to help you here as we, because I'm going to ask, I'm at, I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm going to ask you to start dreaming and start writing them down. Between now and next Sunday, write down some dreams. E- even, even write down the bucket list stuff, which are, they're, those are like dreams of things I want to do. You know, I want to, I want to go, to, I was telling the guys this morning, the, the first service, that I want to take a family trip to Hawaii and get in a helicopter and fly around a volcano that has lava pouring out 
I don't want to get too close, but, you know, close enough I can take some really cool pictures. And then fly to an island and where they have a big waterfall that nobody ever goes to because it's, you know, owned by some billionaire. I don't know, somewhere out there. And we go and we have a picnic and just have a really cool day out there enjoying nature. That time. I want to do that. So that's like a bucket listing. It's a dream of mine. You can ask my wife. I've said, we're going to do this one day. I've said it over and over and over for the last 25 years. We still haven't done it, but we're going to get there. Um, but that's a, that's a dream of something I want to do, and that's okay. Write those down, okay? Th- those are good. It's good to have those type of dreams. So then there's the other kind that are these life dreams, these things that, you know, drive, that, that you're reaching for in life. You're reaching for the stars in, in life that it really matters. It'll make a huge difference in, in, in your life and the life of others. The dreams that we want to test are those, now, you might want to test the bucket list things, too. You know, should I fly next to a volcano? Because that kind of, might be stupid. You know, you might not make it. So you might test those on those grounds, but we're talking about these other kind. So here's how you do it. If you, have a, you feel like this is, might be a dream from God, how do I know for sure? I'm going to help. These three questions you can ask. The first is, does it agree with the Bible? All right, we're going to speed it up a little bit here. Does it agree with the Bible? Dreams from God will never go against what's in the Bible, ever. Never. Nothing you can say is going to change that. Dreams from God will never go against. They will always go with the Bible. So here's an example. Men, it will never be a dream from God for you to have somebody else's wife. In case you didn't catch that, it will never be, women too, it will never be a dream from God for you to hook up with somebody else's spouse. It is not a dream from God. But I just think they're my soulmate. I think God is drawing. No, he's not. No, he's not. Because that does not go along with the Bible, okay? We clear? All right. A dream from God might be something like, hey, you should, why don't you dream about being uh, in love with your own wife and helping her make her dreams come true. Now, that might be a dream from God. Uh, here, here's another one. Um, it's not a dream from God that you finally get to have that moment that you see your enemies suffer. Like, yes, I had a hand in taking them down. They get what they did. I'm so glad to say, I'm glad they get that. That is not a dream from God. It's, it's not. And just so, just in case you haven't thought of it, people are thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> so you don't want that to happen. Well, so I don't need to be thinking it's a dream from God. No, maybe a dream from God to be to see your enemy embraced and changed by God. That might be a dream from God. Uh, well, final thing, you know, dreams of being famous for what you accomplished, probably not a dream from God. Probably not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the richest man in the world. That's my dream. No, it's probably not God's dream for you. Now, it's something like, hey, I have a dream of helping other people succeed, and it's going to take a lot of money to do it. Okay, we can go with that one. That one might be a dream from God. So, you know, if it goes along with the Bible, it's possible it's a dream from God. The next one is, do, I have a typo. Oh, they fixed it for me, thanks. Um, do spiritually mature people I respect confirm this dream? So people that you think, uh, hey, this, these folks follow God. You know, they're following, they're on the right track. Whenever I need to know what's right and wrong, I go to this person because they're doing it the right way. What do they think about your dream? 
You have to put yourself out there for this one because you gotta ask somebody else, okay? Don't, don't ask your buddy who's already sleeping with three other women he's not married to if, it, if it's God's dream for you to have this other woman that's not your, don't do it. That doesn't work that way. Ask somebody that's actually going the right way. Final thing, is your dream that you think might be from God, is it focused on others? Or does, that, or does it highlight you or does it highlight others? Jesus himself was on earth and he highlighted God. He focused on other people, not so much on himself. He wasn't selfish. These are some ways to determine if this dream you think is from God is or not. Now, if, uh, if these things are yes, then go for it. Let's dream. We should be dreaming big dreams from God. So again, I want you to go home this week and make a list of these things. You might be thinking like big life dreams from God, even the bucket list things. It might be cool just to hear what some of them are. Because uh, it's fun to kind of dream that way. And uh, also, as I said, on your way out today, make sure you grab one of those cards. We'll have people handing them to you so you can read this each day. Read this prayer each day to help remind you to dream. Y'all stand up with me. Now, if you're here with us today and you're like, I realize I don't have a relationship with God. I don't, I've never really started one. Maybe that's why I haven't had any of these type of dreams you're talking about. But I'd want one. Here's what I want you to do. If that's you, the, in, in these seat pockets, there's these little cards, and they are green, and they say, I've decided on them. Um, grab one of those, hold on to it, and then we're going to pray together that today is the day you start a relationship with God, that you start going the direction that God wants you to go, and it, you, you're getting a, a fresh start with him, and so I'm going to ask you to pray with me, if that's you, and everybody else that's not you, you're like, hey, I, I, I have a relationship with God, I'm going that direction, will you just pray with us? just to kind of as a show of support. So pray this with me. Lord, I need you. Y'all can repeat, we'll start that over. Lord, I need you. Please come into my life and save me today. Please forgive me where I've gone wrong. Help me to change. Free me from anything that's between us. I want to have your dreams in my life. Thank you so much for loving me. All right, I'm going to pray for you guys. Lord, I thank you for every person in here today. And those of us that are saying, God, I want to connect with you. Lord, I pray that you reach and just wrap your arms around them today that you bring them close to your heart and speak into their lives something special. For everyone that's here, I pray that you lead us and guide us this week. Help us to dream big dreams from you. Remind us of dreams we've let go of and show us new ones we've never, never even imagined. Bring us back next week, ready to hear the things you're saying. And I pray that this week you keep us that you help us to become the people that we were born to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.